Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh. And Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yep. Your home for uh, Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. That's right. That's right. That's what it's most known for, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Um, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin. And I, Noel Deneen. <laughs> come together once a, Gre- once a Greek. Once, once a week. Once a week. Uh... And we come up with a topic. Yep. Uh, spend every day of that week in a tweaked out meth haze. So we spend every hour, every minute of the day, yeah, coming up with ideas on how to get you, the listener, as rich as possible. Reams of paper we fill, full of ideas. At the end of it, we go through. There might be a couple pages that are legible. <laughs> those are the ones we pull out. And those are the ones we use. Try to make sense not. of and throw up out, throw out on the air. Uh, yeah, so we do that, and then yeah, uh, unlike so many of these other get rich quick people, yeah, uh, <clears throat> we don't have one thing that we rely on to sell you. No, that seems cheap. That seems like a ripoff to me. It seems like it trickery. Seems like a hustle. Yeah. Some would even call it a get-rich-quick scam. Yeah. Um, no, what we do is we take our ideas, we put them out over the airwaves uh, for free. Yeah. For free. 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 Schemes, not scams. Thank you. You take those ideas, you action them. Yeah. Um, you get insanely wealthy. Oh. I mean, I think several of our listeners are very rich now. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Some would even call them billionaires. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. Can uh, those people count? Uh, Tesla. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, or Elon Musk, really. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, but whatever. Uh, I'm not going to name any names. Tim Cook. Um, <clears throat> not going to name any names. No. Buffett. Anyway. What? <laughs> Buffett. Buffett, yeah. Uh, he's a little old. Buffett's a little old. Hey, you got, you got started late in life. That's true. For, off of our ideas. It's like uh, Harrison Ford. <clears throat> Yeah, he got started late in life. He did. He's like 70-something now. Yeah. And he's just starting to turn that corner into stardom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Anyway, you action him. You get insanely wealthy. Yep. And then and only then. Only then. Only after you're wealthy. After you've been taking our ideas, after we've given you ideas, you've gotten rich. Then only then. Do we ask you to show your appreciation? Yeah. It's not necessarily paying us. We're not asking you to pay us. We're asking you to show your appreciation from where, from whence you came, from whence your millions came from, the germ, the seed yeah. that grew your trillion tree. Uh, pay it backwards, I guess, would be. <laughs> pay it backwards. Pay it backwards yeah. to uh, Noel and I in the form of. A tithe, no. That's right, 10%. Uh, you know, you've made your billions. 
You're in your Lamborghini driving to the Louis Vuitton store and you say, hey, wait a minute. I got to take care of something. Take the wheel. Person next to you grabs the wheel. You pull out your phone and it's gold case. Yep. And you just Venmo us some money, 10% of everything you've made. <coughs> a lot of people, I think, are getting rich and have gotten rich off of our ideas and forgotten where the idea came from. The people that sure. have that have paid us, that have tithed us, and you know who you are, um, uh, tend to remember mm-hmm. when they sort of go back and visit the old neighborhood. Yeah. You know, they take their kids back to show them the, the house that they lived in yep. when they were not as rich as they are yeah. now. The squalor that they That's rose right. from. The public school system that uh, they were a part of. Yep. And they start remembering. And then they remember that, holy shit, it was the idea yeah. that I got from Josh and Noel. Yeah. And now I never gave them appreciated what they did for me. I never gave them their their tithe. Yeah. Uh, so money's been rolling in. It's been... <laughs> Fast and Furious, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not Scrooge McDuck in it yet, no. as I like to say, uh, but we'll, we'll get there. Sure. We're going to get there. We're Scrooge McChicken in it at this point. Yeah. Uh, we still have all our feathers. A little molting. A little bit. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we do, guys. Yeah. Um, so there you go. And uh, around this time, after we do our little intro, mm-hmm. uh, I have not seen Noel. He has been up for... Uh, What's seven times uh, 24? I can't even think anymore. It's a lot. However many numbers those are. He's been up for that many hours. So there's been a lot going on. You know, he's lived a life in that week. I have. And I don't know anything about it. So, Noel, how you been? How's your week been? Eh, It's been pretty good. I was thinking about something. (laughs) Oh, that's what one does when one's tweaking hard. Oh, yeah. Spinning. Spinning. Spun, as they say. Is that what they say? I think there was, I only know it because there was a movie called Spun. Okay. That starred, uh, oh, what's his name? The uh, Talia Shire's uh, son. I don't know who that uh, is either. Uh, uh, Jason. Uh, Shire? No. No. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jason uh, whatever. Uh, actor. But anyway, it was called Spun, and it was okay. about this guy who went like on a crazy tweak job and left his girlfriend tied up naked to a bed for 48 hours while Ooh. he was running around doing stuff all tweaked out. Well, I'm glad we just come up with genius ideas. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I was thinking about something. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, when I was... I'm going to say 17. I was uh, going from Toronto. Toronto. Toronto? Toronto. Toronto. That's how they say it there. Toronto. I I used to live there. Yeah. Uh, To Chicago. Uh That's how they say it there. Um, Chicago. And uh, I got on my plane. Uh huh. Was it your plane? Were you rich back then already? Well, it was, we shared it. Okay. Me and everyone else. (laughs) Uh, And we're flying. Uh-huh. And I'm looking out the window. And there's a rainbow. Oh my god, is it a double rainbow? No. Oh. It's even weirder. Uh-huh. It's a rainbow that goes in a full circle. What? It's a full circle rainbow. No, it like was not. Like a donut rainbow. That's made up. And uh the stewardess comes by. And I say, "Is that normal?" She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, there's a rainbow that goes in a full circle. And so she's trying to look and see. Person in the seat next to me is like, what? And starts looking. This starts getting the attention of other people. (coughs) Seats in front and back start looking. Across the aisle, they're trying to look. And are they all coming over to look out the window on your side? they're just kind of like in their seat Uh trying to see what they can see. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh... 
it, it probably gets up. There's probably 10, 12 people looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realize that there was a little bump in the window. <laughs> and it was just light refracting. It made it look like a, a circular rainbow. <laughs> and then I had to admit that. <laughs> The whole plane. I like that. It took you a while to realize that if it got up and down the whole plane, and they're all looking out, and where people are like, I don't. It wasn't see the anything. whole plane, but it was. But it was a couple rows each way. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> I like that you went. To, it's a funny thing that people look to to stews and as as that they're the expert on everything. Once you're in a plane, well, everything in the sky. Well, is that normal? Yeah. Like, you know, what the fuck does that does your I mean, unless your stewardess stewardess, you know, your stewardess has some sort of degree in that kind of thing. What well, would they know about a, what's the, the, normal? Well, they for could a be rainbow? like, yeah, I'm up. I'm up <clears throat> in the sky. Yeah, this is actually what a rainbow is. 20 it's a hours full a week. And mm-hmm. I see it all the time. That's right. Because you only see half a rainbow. You only down see the on bottom Earth. half. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Uh, so that story, that's hysterical. Really funny. I was hoping you were also going to say like everyone got up and came over to the other side on the plane and the plane started to <laughs> tilt. <laughs> like what would happen in a boat. Yeah. Everyone, people screamed and freaked out. And then it turned out. And we had to start bailing clouds. Right. <laughs> and then it turned out it was refracted light. Yeah. That would have been great. And everyone hated you on the plane. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, that seemed to be an issue you had with your vision. Yeah. Um, which is interesting that that's what the issue is. That's sort of what that story was about, about poor vision. Because yeah. I think of you as kind of a visionary. Oh, wow. Actually. You know, you are a, a Bill Gates. Uh-huh. You are a Warren Buffett of your time and of your your social strata. Sure. Um, that's why you have a podcast. Yeah. I mean, not everyone can have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very special people they, with something they, they to say. They call me the Bill Gates of Soho. <laughs> they call you the Bill Gates of Apartment 6C and <laughs> Building 128 on La <laughs> Blas Street. <clears throat> um, but it's interesting that you chose that story to tell today, that, okay. you, that, that we have this conversation, because uh-huh. weirdly enough, it ties into our uh, topic today. What? Doesn't it? Oh, actually, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What is our topic today? Our Noel? topic today is vision. Oh my God! How to get rich <coughs> with it? How to see the fortune you deserve? Mm-hmm. How to be? How to be <laughs> and see the fortune you deserve? Yeah. Um. Well, vision, Noel. Let's not beat around the bush here. Let's not beat Let's around not the bush. Let's not try to look into the future. Let's be right in the present. Yeah. And why don't you look down at your little iPad mini. Yeah, I will. And use your vision to read. I'm going to push this to the limit. <laughs> use your vision to read uh-huh. what you have on there. Okay. And tell us what you see in everyone's future on how they're going to get rich. Consider it done. All right. Uh, you guys, a few years ago, seemingly overnight... My eyes just blew out right at, right at the age where they say it happens. But it seemed like it was a, almost like a light switch someone flicked. Where suddenly reading the paper was, uh, took some effort, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I waited a month and realized, okay, this isn't just a thing. So I went to a, a, an eye doctor. Mm-hmm. Optometrist or ophthalmologist? I don't know. Whatever is in Moscot. I don't know. They, I was hoping you'd be able to clear up what the difference between the two. No, is. I can't. 
Uh, so th- this I person, we don't even know what they were. Uh-huh. Uh, they, uh, were they genderless? Uh, no, no, there, they, <coughs> there was gender in there. Okay. It was a, a female eye doctor. Okay. Uh, and she, uh, checked out my eyes and I got some reading glasses. And you're wearing them right now. And I'm wearing them right now. Uh, so, um, made me wonder how many people out there <laughs> are there that need glasses but don't have them. Lots. Right? Because I was pretty <clears throat> proactive with it, but just because I, I like to read. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I'm not going to go to an eye doctor. And then I'm like, what am I not going to read? That's, you know, but I feel like a lot of people probably are like, yeah, I guess I'm not going to read anymore. Uh, so, um, according to the World Health Organization, there's fewer than 200 million people in the world that need glasses that don't have them. You say that, that like when you, I feel like when you phrase something like fewer than, uh-huh. that makes it, minimizes it. It makes it seem like it's uh, well, not. Are you are you saying that because you're surprised? You feel like there should be more than that? Yeah, I did feel like there's going to be more. Okay. Uh, but that is still lots of glasses that you can get out yeah. there and make money off of, right? Uh, but uh, turns out the World Health Organization <coughs> basically fudges their numbers. What? Yeah, they only consider someone as needing glasses if their vision is worse than 2060. Uh, the Center for Vision in the Developing World calculates it a little different. Uh, so they say that uh, for a kid, a kid needs 2025 vision to be able to read a blackboard. Wow. And an adult needs 2040 vision. In order to get a driver's license, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, corrected, right? So it needs to be corrected you. to that point at least. Um, so this puts the number of people who need glasses but do not have them at around two billion. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, twenty sixty. If if twenty twenty five to look at it, so then that means that there's all these kids that the World Health Organization just wants to be stupid because they can't read the blackboard. Uh, but well, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, thinking of getting all these glasses out to all these people made me think of Nestle. In the seventies, they were busted for giving out baby formula in third world countries. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before. Yes, actually. you have. Uh, so the mothers thought it was healthier than breast milk, mm-hmm. fed it to their babies, and by the time the free samples were done. The mother's actual breast milk had dried up, and they had to continue to buy formula. Uh, big scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a guy named George M. Stratton. He was a psycho- uh, psychologist at the University of California, and he researched how we perceive vision. Right, So he made glasses that turned everything upside down and backwards. <coughs> Uh, and he was put him on himself, mm-hmm. and he was massively disoriented. But he kept on for the sake of the experiment. And after eight days, his brain adjusted mm-hmm. and made everything appear normal. Right, even though it was upside down and backwards. Right. Uh, so uh, this is what we're going to do. That's what you're going to do. And 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 I understand that you can't. You don't have the resources to do this for two billion people to begin with, 
Start with a village. Got to start somewhere. And, and grow from there, right? <clears throat> yep. Uh, so you're going to give out free glasses. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Free glasses to people that need them. Okay. But they're going to be the ones that turn everything upside down and backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, only the first pair you give out ever is free. So if they break them, lose them, need new glasses for some other reason, decide they don't like the way these ones look and they're going to get other ones, they will have to buy glasses from you, right? You're going to be like a drug dealer Uh that gives out samples until someone is hooked. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, think of this. I actually looked this up. Heroin. Famous for uh, making people addicted and hard to quit. Yeah. Right? Uh, People can't make it through withdrawal. No, it's difficult. It's difficult. I told you my withdrawal story from opioids. Uh, Haven't I? I'm not sure. All right. The majority withdrawal mm-hmm. over within three days. Yeah. Completely over within <clears throat> five. Mm-hmm. Even in the in the worst cases. Right. This will take eight days. People won't be able to make it. They'll freak out mm-hmm. and they'll go and buy more glasses just like the junkies go back to the corner. That's right. And you will be making money. You will. Huge money. You're going to be the only one doing it. Yeah. Noel, that gets the gold stamp seal of approval, my friend. <laughs> that is a money-making bit of genius right there. Yeah. You know, do you have anything, before I, I throw out this little fact, because it blew me away. Okay. Do you have anything about, uh, 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 like, how cheap glasses actually are? No. Inexpensive frames are? No. So I should have looked that up. That would have <coughs> been a good, good little well, thing to I, throw in there. I, I had remembered seeing the uh, that John Oliver episode where he does a whole piece on how it's basically one, one company, company. Yeah. that provides all the glasses for every... Yeah, all the brands and, and right. almost all the stores. Right, exactly. They they own all the major glasses companies. Except but they for own, what's the one now? Well, there's a bunch now. There's like Warby Parker yeah. and, War, they're and not stuff Warby like Parker. that. So what made me think about it is so I have basically had the same pair of lenses... In my glasses for two years, uh, which I got from Warby Parker, mm-hmm. but the frames have broken several times, and as long as the lenses have been fine, they've given me new frames for absolutely nothing. Really, for free. Really, for free. The most recent time I had to get new lenses, a because my prescription had run, I, my uh, my not my, but I hadn't had my eyes checked in a couple of years, and the you know, <clears throat> the lenses for some reason were a little bit bigger than the than even though I was getting the same frames they were a little bit bigger for some reason. Yeah. So now that I once I had to buy the lenses which are made in the US and require some craftsmanship and are a little more expensive I had to pay full freight for it. But I was like how cheap must these fucking glasses be, right? And they're made in China. So I just for the hell of it went on to Alibaba and searched eyeglasses. Uh-huh. And basically just, you know, there, they had all these sort of vintage styles, and I—I I, I mean, first page. It was like vintage iframe. Minimum order five hundred. Okay. Uh, depending, obviously, the more you order, the cheaper it gets. On the low end, two fifty a pair. Wow. On the high end, eight dollars a pair. Wow. Right now, when you go to these places, yeah, they're expensive. Four five hundred dollars for the glasses. Yeah. That's obscene. 
just for the frames. Yeah. I might add, it's like three hundred fifty dollars for the frames, and then a hundred fifty for the uh, for the lenses. Yeah. So when you go to Warby Parker and you pay two hundred bucks for your frames and lenses, they're actually just charging you for the lenses, essentially. Yeah. Right. That's where they're making their their money and they're making a very little profit. I mean, comparatively speaking, they're still making a massive profit, even if they're getting forty dollars for the frames. That's a you know however many hundred percent markup, but yeah. that's crazy, right? Yeah, like really nuts. Anyway, so I was kind of blown away by that, but I don't have anything about that in my uh, in my uh, bit. But I just didn't want to jump on you. Okay, no, you had that as no, 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 nothing about it. Uh, but vision, Noel. Vision. I'm going to take sort of a roundabout way into vision okay. with this. But uh, uh, the other night I was flipping channels on cable, and one of your favorite movies of all time. <laughs> oh, really? What is was it? on? Um, they live. Oh, it is oh. one of my favorite. See, movies you thought of all I was. Time. You thought I was going to be like, oh, he's going to say something horrible, yeah. like you know, oh, come in my mouth thirty-two times. Or the like movie, Holly or, Hobby, or right? Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so I, I was watching it, and I, I'm I'm a big fan of it as well. I mean, uh-huh. it definitely uh, the cheese factor is delta on that one, but um. As I was watching it, and for those that you don't know, I think we've talked about the movie before on the show. But they live uh, stars Rowdy Roddy Piper yeah. and uh, uh, who's the guy? The deep one of the deep voice guys. Uh, what's his uh, name? Black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> and last name starts with G. Is it? Ah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, they are. It's it's a it's a carpenter film, mm-hmm. and they are human beings on the planet Earth, and uh, <clears throat> they stumble upon. These glasses that allow them to see uh, the leadership of the world and the gentry uh, as they actually are, which are beings from another dimension that have come over in human form and uh, are taking over our planet. And it got me thinking, like, <clears throat> there are a lot of movies and TV shows and uh, books that have been dedicated to the idea of alternate dimensions other dimensions alternate universes coming over and taking over our planet but never never about us going over to alternate universes or other dimensions and Mm -hmm. taking over their world yeah i was like that's it i guess maybe it's because we have to be the you know we can't be the bad guy right but then i was like how would we even do that how would we even see that so I was doing some research just sort of like, you know, opening doorways to alternate realities or alternate universes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, as I was sort of looking stuff up, I came across the ayahuasca ceremony. Okay. And for those of you that don't know, ayahuasca is an ancient uh, Amazonian, particularly Peruvian and Bolivian, I think, uh, uh, ceremony where, where they use a variety of roots and uh, indigenous roots and plants, and they mash it together and make a brew, and uh, they drink it, and they have everyone who says who uses it basically says that they see into other worlds. Uh-huh. And kids it, these days love it. Are the kids doing it? I know. I, I know, know it's a big thing. It's a big thing with a lot of the uh, with a lot of the uh, uh, CEOs of the big tech companies. Oh, really? To have like ayahuasca parties. Really? Um, to open up their mind on how to manage better and how to live life better. People refer, say it's often like 15 years of therapy distilled into like two hours. Uh-huh. And like you have like revelatory experiences on it, life-changing revelatory experiences. Um, 
And so I was like, why is that? And so I was looking and, and, and what the brew is, the plants that, that all have this contain a hormone called dimethyltryptamine, which, interestingly enough, as I was researching on, is a hormone that is produced in the human body by the pineal gland. Okay. Do you know what the pineal gland is, Noel? Mm-hmm. The pineal gland is what is commonly referred to as the third eye. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now you're starting to see the connection here. Yeah. The connection to vision. So the pineal gland produces dimethyltryptamine. Okay. Um, and basically, uh, the idea behind... Uh, the third eye is in in Ayurvedic uh, and tantric belief systems. You have whatever your seven chakras, mm-hmm. and they go up your body, and they end right here at the third eye, which many people believe is the pineal gland, and they call it the third eye. And it turns out <clears throat> that the pineal gland. Uh, so the belief is that. Um, the pineal, well, the, the pineal gland is right at the center of the brain, between the two halves of the brain. Uh, the gland is shaped like a cone, and hence called the pineal, like pine mm-hmm. cone. Um, and believers in it say that when it's activated and at its full potential, you can travel through dimensions, look through the future to have the supreme knowledge of every unknown mystery of the universe, um, and uh, in 1886, two microanatomists named E. Baldwin Spencer and H.W. DeGroff discovered that the pineal gland has all the features of the external eyes, mm-hmm. right? It's, uh, it's a, got pigmented retina cells. It responds to light directly as well as through the nervous pathways of the external eyes. And it is the... Uh, gland that makes the brain sensitive to light and determines our sleep cycle. Okay. Okay? So it is an eye for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people started getting into like the belief that the reason uh, uh, <clears throat> young people can uh, commune with the dead, are more prone to communing with the dead is because they are still unsullied and their pineal gland is young and very active and they can actually, they are basically seeing into, they are traveling through these other dimensions and as they get older, it starts to not work as well. Um, But so in the 1990s, a British scientist named Jennifer Luke discovered that fluoride concentrates to strikingly high levels in the pineal gland and calcifies it. Okay. Okay? In the 70s, as you may recall, maybe even been in the 60s, they started fluoridating our water. Oh, yeah. Right? It was all supposed to be to keep kids' teeth together, keep them clean and keep them working well and take away cavities. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that's the case. 
Dr. Strangelove. I'm thinking that they wanted us to not be able to access our pineal gland sure. as we get older. And so what happens is <clears throat> we are ingesting, if you live in a city in this country, you are ingesting fluoride in the water supply yep. constantly, your whole life. That pineal gland gets more and more calcified over time. You, you uh, lose this dimethyltryptamine hormone because it's not being produced in the way that it should be produced, and you can't do the things. You can't even necessarily just on the basic level have sort of that contact within yourself, that sort of self-vision, uh -huh. shall we say. Um, <clears throat> and so I was like, that's crazy. All right. What's going on here? Yeah, what's going on? So I was like, how do you, what combats fluoride? Like at this point, if you live in an urban area, you can't get away from it. When I was a kid, even in St. Thomas, they didn't fluoride, fluoridate the water. We had to take fluoride pills. Really? Yeah. We took little pink fluoride pills that were sweetened with saccharin. Okay. They wanted to crush our pineal glands and give us cancer simultaneously. Uh-huh. Because uh, they hate children, yeah. the powers that be. But you die with nice-looking teeth. That's right. Um, and so I was looking up, like, what can we do to counteract this fluoridation, this buildup, this calcification of the pineal gland? Yeah. And I was looking up, and I found that there's a lot of things that you can detoxify your body with fluoride, with, with, uh, uh, from fluoride. Mm -hmm. Selenium is one which is uh, found in Brazil nuts. Okay. Uh, nascent iodine, which is found in many iodized salts. Um, tamarind. The tamarind, uh, uh, you know, tamarind yeah. is, is apparently good for it. And saunas. So what we're getting at here is this is going to be a multi-step level to wealth. Okay. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do, you're going to free up people's pineal glands. Okay. You are going to start creating, you're going to become like the diet king of the, of the fluoride detox, mm -hmm. right? You are going to open up people. You're going to create uh, entire meals and, and meal plans around iodized salt, Brazil nuts, and tamarind mm -hmm. that people eat while sitting in a sauna. Well, actually, I guess sauna, I always thought sauna was, uh, uh, well, whatever, um, while sitting in a sauna, yeah. you're going to just flush all of this stuff out. You're going to have all of your people not give their kids fluoride so their kids' pineal glands are just open sure. and, and receptive. Um, people are going to be pumping out that dimethyltryptamine. When you finally have enough people pumping out that dimethyltryptamine, you are going to go to alternate universes, mm -hmm. other dimensions, and go on to planets, and you are going to be the sole person, the only person taking all, you're going to cover all the mining, you're going to basically be raping them uh -huh. of all of their uh, uh, resources. resources. Yeah. And you are going to bring them back to America, where, where we have a dearth of resources at this point. Uh -huh. Right? You're going to take all their trees. You're going to take all their gold. You're going to take all their water. You're going to take whatever it may be, and you're going to funnel it. And you are going to be the richest human being ever. Uh -huh. Ever. Ever. 
And that's it. That's good. That's amazing. Yeah, you know what you can do to double dip a little bit too. Uh, triple do. Come on, hit me. Is uh, your people that you're helping detox to open this door? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You could sell them all matching jumpsuits and Nikes. <laughs> I'm not. I don't understand what you're saying. Heaven's what Gate. What are you implying? <laughs> you don't remember the Heaven's Gate? Yeah. Was that their deal? The, the, were, they, were they pineal gland people? Well, but no, they thought they could go out into outer space. Well, yeah. By killing themselves. That's outer space. That's crazy. <laughs> You're talking another dimension. Yeah, That's... I'm talking I'm not talking about killing yourself to go to another dimension. Yeah. I'm talking about opening up your opening up your pineal gland. Look, you do ayahuasca uh-huh. and have your experience and then you come back and you tell me about it and you suddenly don't you tell me how like, ah. man, I wish my pineal gland was pumping this shit out all the time. We'll the other thing you kids. could do, here's uh-huh. the other thing you could do, um, is once you free up people's pineal glands, uh-huh. you should just like, you know, set them up where you have little uh, drill holes in their head. That was a thing people, a few people did. I don't know if you remember those stories where people to open up their third eye, like uh-huh. actually believe it would actually drill holes in their forehead. Where the you know in direct alignment with the third eye, and then like keep uh keep like one of those things in a door, in a hotel door, a stopper. No, one of the little uh, eye holes, those spy holes. In right, a, in they a wouldn't door. do that though because but they would they would just keep gauze over it and okay. like you know the kind of things that people who have the the holes in their throats yeah. have like that kind of right like that have tracheotomy things that they would open up and you know to let more oxygen get into their brain. Yeah. People, there are people who do that. That's a little crazy. I wouldn't do that. But what you can do mm-hmm. for the people that have that, because they're going to get into it when they realize, and they're going to be like, "Oh, my pineal gland needs to breathe." You're going to tap into them. You're going to take some of their uh, dimethyltryptamine, and you're going to sell it on the open market as like the hottest, purest drug going. <laughs> it's like going to be super ayahuasca. Yeah. Because it's coming direct from the source, human to human. Yeah, I'm telling you. Y- you could almost have it like a like a maple tree tap. Yes, exactly. Because it's shaped like a pine cone. Yeah, hang a little bucket from their forehead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, a lot That's of money. It. You know, the only thing that make, kept making me crazy is you kept saying pineal. Is it pineal? I would pronounce it uh, pineal. And how was I saying it? Pineal. And how would you say it? Pineal. And how did I say it? <laughs> we would we would stress different vowels. Pineal, I would call it, and you would call it. Okay, pineal. you didn't say pineal. You said pineal every time. Pineal. Were you not listening to what I was? Pineal. How would you we, say it? <laughs> that is how I would say it. Pineal. Okay, and how did I say it? Pineal. I didn't say pineal. You, you said it different than I, I said. Pineal. But I, I, I heard a good thing <laughs> that uh, is a good actually, actually good thing for you uh-huh. to know. Yeah. If you hear someone mispronounce something, uh-huh. you should never make fun of them because it means they learned that by reading. Oh, my God. There you go. That is such a terrible, terrible excuse for not <laughs> pronouncing something correctly. <laughs> If you are not sure how to pronounce something correctly, uh-huh. you can look it up in this thing called a dictionary, and it will tell you yeah. by reading how to pronounce it correctly. It's got time. We're coming up with schemes. We're uh-huh. making people rich. Yeah. You know, it's even easier than ever. You don't even have to have an actual dictionary in your home because you got a little pocket computer called a phone. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is easier than ever? 
It is selling. Getting rich off of Josh's ideas, I'll tell you Getting that. Getting rich off Josh's ideas, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or, or selling out your soul, your ethics, your values to corporate America. So that's why every week Josh and I take a few minutes of your time to make our dreams come true in what we like to call Josh and Noel's newest segment, Josh and Noel Sell Out. I do not like to call it. <laughs> you you really have to change the we to what I like to call. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Okay. You know the typical ways. You uh-huh. can go to uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Mm-hmm. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page. Hit the sponsor button and pledge an amount. Half that money will come to Josh and I. Testify. Half that money We'll go to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you hate us, if you're like Josh, you, people's teeth are going to fall out of their head without all fluoride. You can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org webpage, hit the pledge button, and pledge one time. Oh no, a one time or recurring amount. Yeah. None of that money goes to Josh and I. Nope. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. You can put a note saying, "Get these guys off the air." I'm a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and they will. They'll kick us off. You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3. Uh, and everyone's happy except Josh and I who cry in the corner. Counting our money from the 10% that you trillionaires are sending me from raping other worlds. Day after day. Um, yep. But we know. The real money, the life-changing money, the money that Josh and I are after, and the money that one day you'll be after. Selling your soul to corporate America. So we're talking to you. Uh, what, what's that glasses company called? Warby Parker. Well, we'll call it Warby Parker, but the big one. Uh, 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 glasses Hut. <laughs> well, glasses, Hut. they own Glasses Sungla- Hut. Yeah, they own Sunglass Hut. I don't remember. They're an Italian name. Yeah. No one knows their actual name. But they we're talking to you. don't anything under their actual name. You know, name. I was in an eyeglass commercial. <laughs> were you? Yeah, for uh, Flexon. Mm-hmm. It was like speed dating. And it, and I I just kept going and they're like, so what do you do? And I'd be like, I'm a Flexon sales rep. And I'd take out my glasses and, and bend them. And I'm like, they don't get bent out of shape. And mm-hmm. uh, Did you get the date? I got all of them. At the end, it's like me and like three women up by a bar. Yeah. They're all just like, ah. And I'm like, got my glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, uh, did you get consent? Well, the commercial ended there. Okay. <laughs> I hope you didn't doing anything untoward in rehearsal. Uh, no. No. There's no rehearsal. It's a commercial. It's show up, get your makeup and clothes done, and then sit down and go. It was, though, needed everything needed to be extremely precisely timed. Mm-hmm. And they would sit there with a stopwatch, and they'd be like, half a second over. Really? Oh yeah, it was. It was. They needed it precisely it's like timed. A nightmare. It, it was. Uh, it was precise. <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun. Uh, was this in New York or was this in Canada? This was in New York City. Um, so guys, sponsor us, all you glasses companies, but don't feel like uh, we're hurting without you. Because lo and behold, uh, our old sponsor's back in action. Who's that? It's Mr. Monty Lamonti. What? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Mr. Josh, please take it away. 
Hey everybody, it's your best friend, Monty Lamonti, and I'm back again with an amazing tip for you, my best friend. This one is about being on your cell phone, people. Hey, when you've got to make an important call, or any type of call, don't sit on your cell phone in front of somebody else's house. If you want to sit in the way on the phone and pace back and forth like a maniac, do that in your own home or in front of your own apartment or home. That is just ignorant and rude. And the people living there don't want to hear it. And I got to tell you, I live on a ground floor apartment and I hear jerks all the time pacing in front of my house. So I have to open the window and either whistle very loudly, uh, like in a high-pitched whistle that drives people crazy to get them to move, or I have to put my speakers facing outward and play uh, old-school heavy metal music. The point is, people, get the fuck off your phones in front of other people's homes. Do it in your car, in your own apartment, or in front of your own place, but not in front of a stranger's. As always, positive influence in your life, your best friend, Monty Lamonti. And remember, if you heard this tip, you owe me, your bestest friend, Monty, $2. That's right, just a mere $2. Payable via PayPal at Montyism at Yahoo.com. That's M-O-N-T. E-I-S-M at yahoo.com. Thank you so much. And stay the fuck off your cell phone in front of someone else's house and pacing like a damn crazy animal in the zoo. All right? Yeah. Is Monty not well? He sounds sick when he did that. <laughs> sounds a little under the weather. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we didn't talk. <laughs> I... I, I've been doing. Uh, I've been wanting to try out some storytelling lately, so I've mm-hmm. gone to a few storytelling open mics. Oh, look at you! And uh, and he, Monty does a lot of storytelling stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were texting about it the other day, and then I figured I'm not even going to mention that he hasn't said anything in a while. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, "Hey, you got anything for us this week?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll send it in a minute." <laughs> and then he went home and recorded it. I feel like I need. I need to now, like. Just not mention it for a long time, and then every once in a while, I'll just be like, "Oh, hey, we haven't gotten your thing this week." Uh, <laughs> we got <laughs> your thing this week. If he six ever, weeks later, six then, weeks yeah, in between, and see if he ever realizes that it's not a continuous thing that he's been doing. <laughs> um, I, I feel like we need to get into this whole storytelling thing that you're doing. I hope you're not. I hope you're telling stories you've already told on the show. Um, let's see. I've done two. One of them's definitely one that I've told on this only show. You can only tell stories that you've told on the show because we need your stories. <laughs> or I can do stories that I show. can't tell on the show. Okay, that's fine too. That's fine too. Um, or uh-huh. we could change the whole podcast to Noel telling stories. <laughs> there is a new. There is a new storytelling show. What's it called? Um, what is it called? Catherine Dunn of Art Star Scene mm-hmm. has before that, so two shows before ours, a storytelling show. Okay. It's called like Done with Dunn or something like that. All right. Dunn Story. I don't know. Just keep making up the name of her show for her. <laughs> that's really, that's the, the ultimate expression of mansplaining right there. Uh-huh. Done story. Done with done. Uh, I'm brainstorming on her, the title of her show. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm uh, Noel Deneen as Done with Done in Catherine Dunn's show. Anyway, uh, so after we do uh, Monty, uh-huh. we move on to... We move on to thanking you, the listener, 
for giving us that moment to shine. And we thank you in financial ways. We do. <laughs> so, you know, we have a topic, uh-huh. and we're giving you money, basically. We are. But it's thanks. We put in another little topic and give you another little money. Another little money. Yeah. Did you learn how to say that f- sentence by reading it? I did. <laughs> I did. That's why I will not take your guff. <laughs> so, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. An Australian manufacturer called for applications for what it claims could be the world's best job, condom tester. Durex marketing manager Sam White was hiring Australians over the age of 18 who could apply for one of 200 positions as a condom tester. Successful applicants would receive a free $60 selection of Durex products and will be required to provide the company with honest feedback about the product's performance. One of the lucky 200 testers would win a $1,000 bonus. So there you go, condom tester. Yep. Good spare gig to have. They don't pay you. They give you $60 worth of free condoms. Boom. And uh, if you're uh, the lucky one out of 200, you get uh, you get a $1,000 bonus. Yeah. I could not do that test because, as you know, Noel Deneen, I do not ejaculate. <laughs> I don't believe you. Whatever. Uh-huh. So it is, it's earlier than I thought. It's three to four. It's called what is this? Dunn Son. Dunn Son. Yeah. Okay. Catherine Dunn Storytelling Show. All right. Um, she, do you know what it is? Is she going to have multiple people on it telling stories, or is it one person telling I, stories? I feel like it's one person a uh-huh. week, probably. Uh, I would guess, or maybe a couple. Oh, well, um, I hope you end up on it so I can hear you tell stories that I can't hear on the show. If I can get some chops going, I got I to gotta get better. Yeah. Takes a little work. Yeah, I imagine. You know what, though, I have to say, because of all the types of stuff I do, mm-hmm. It feels like what is going to take the most work is just knowing how much I can say in that time. So I'm not racing through, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, that seems to me to be the biggest hurdle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, then. All right. But back to the point at hand. Though. Back to the point. Back vision. to the vision. That's right. The vision that we have. For Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Um, how are you going to get rich with it, Noel? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'll tell you. So, visions. Right? So, there's something called religious pareidolia. I read that. Uh, it is a phenomenon of seeing religious images in otherwise mundane objects. Mm-hmm. It's different than the whole, like, uh, Fatima apparitions right because uh, that was they were just seeing something that didn't exist this is like seeing jesus in toast yeah right so this is more like a rorsatch test right uh we're seeing things like the woman who saw trump's face in the cyst in her dog's ear yeah i posted that on twitter oh did you i loved it i thought it was great uh under get rich quick josh and also in a sense you posted on twitter too josh nope i did not <laughs> Because I am no longer on Twitter. Uh, oh, you got kicked off? I did not get kicked off. I got my new phone, uh-huh. and I transferred everything over to my new phone, and Twitter required my uh, password and my uh, username, and I did not remember either of them. 
<laughs> and since I only go on Twitter, I have, I think, six, seven followers, mm-hmm. of which you are one of them, and yeah. GRQ with Josh Noel is another. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm two of them. And my wife is the third. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know who the other five are. I uh. think Mick O'Brien and uh, oh, okay. and and maybe Maddie Mako. Okay. Um, and uh, the only thing I do is say terrible things to Donald Trump. <laughs> In response to his <laughs> tweets, horrible, terrible. Yeah, some some are pretty horrible, terrible like, things. That's why I thought you were kicked off. No, I I've been I've been blocked several times. Like I I have been not officially kicked off, but like where I could no one could see my tweets for like twenty four hours. <laughs> that happened the third time I responded uh-huh. to him. Yeah, but he deserves every horrible, terrible thing. Yeah. that I said, and it's it's shocking that Twitter blocked me for that. Anyway, anyway. Uh, there you go. Religious pareidolia. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's believed to be more like a Rorschach test. Right. Got right. It. So, um, you know, we've heard about a lot of these stories as you were alluding to, uh, Jesus appears. The, these are real, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Uh, Jesus appears on the side of a hill after a landslide. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus appeared on a cheese pizza in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus appeared on a piece of water-stained plaster in Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, the Virgin Mary appeared on a grilled cheese sandwich. Yep, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these stories go on and on and on and on and on and on. Uh, the reason I included the ones I did, though, is because with very little research, I came up with a handful of ones <coughs> that made a lot of money for the person. Yeah. Uh, all these things were charged. Uh, for instance, the piece of water-stained plaster with Jesus on it uh, that was in Pittsburgh. It was got bought by GoldenPalace.com for $2,000. Oh, they made money like people bought the stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. The, the the landslide the person charged to go see, mm-hmm. the pizza they sold, uh, the Mariana grilled cheese sandwich mm-hmm. sold in 2004 on eBay. For $28,000. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so these things, you know, they give people the sense of being connected to the spiritual, make mm-hmm. them feel safe and cared for and connected to their God. I will say, I remember by God. there was something happened. I can't remember if it was in Brooklyn or Queens or Staten Island. It was one of those three. Uh-huh. There was a, you know, uh, either Jesus or Mary in a thing. In a tree or something, right? It may have been. And the owner of the tree put out basically a donation cup uh-huh. that people were intended and he made thousands of dollars in a very short period of time yeah by people dropping coin and bills in that's right there. so there's money in them our hills uh so uh so you know there's lots of reasons people like these things uh they feel like they're consensually being touched by god mm-hmm. uh, i feel like we need to put that in nowadays <laughs> yep yep <laughs> Um, and I wonder if now, if if you interviewed Mary, uh-huh. if she would kind of be like, yeah, I was raped. Well, you know, here's an interesting fact. Uh, it was a term that was used <clears throat> back in those days. If a woman got pregnant by being raped by a Roman soldier, they mm-hmm. often called it a virgin birth. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to this, guys. Uh so, there's lots and lots of things on the internet, but 
The ones I listed were all the ones that make money, so you should be making money off things like this. And at first I was thinking, you know, you could make 10,000 grilled cheese sandwiches until you find the right one or something like that. But, you know, screw that. And I thought about the Silicon Valley episode uh, called Not Hot Dog, where right. the guy who lives in the in the house develops a app, which all it does is is it scans images and tells you if it's hot dog or not hot dog. Uh, so I looked up on I looked up algorithmic pattern recognition software uh-huh. on the internet, and uh, you can get open source pattern recognition software for free. Mm. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to get it. You're going to put it on some sort of mobile device with a camera, and you're going to go around to flea markets, mm-hmm. to garage sales, <clears throat> to junkyards, and you're going to take pictures of things until the software spots the images of Mary, of Jesus, of Muhammad, of Buddha, yeah, that's of gr- Well, everyone. we don't know what Muhammad looks like, so you can't... Uh, oh, that's true. No you don't want to get... Muhammad. Yeah. You can get uh, yourself in trouble with that yeah. one. Yeah, so not that, but everyone else <clears throat> is pretty downtown with it, so... Uh, and you can buy that thing for cheap because it's in a junkyard and a flea market and a garage sale and wherever it is, and you can sell it for top dollar. It will recognize the image in the thing that before you do. Yeah. Just walk around, take pictures of things. Yeah, that's that's it. great. That's a great idea. You know that that you can buy a toaster uh-huh. that will uh, put the image of Mary and Jesus. Well, sure, I'm sure you onto can. your onto your toast. Yeah, so you could just do that too, well. and then it's really clear. <laughs> There's like no. It can't be like, too clear, though. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm telling you. Yeah, I guess it needs to have that certain. It's got to have a of, mysterious way about right, it. Right, exactly. A haze about it. Yeah. Um, that's a good one, Noel. That one's solid. I actually like that one better than the first one. Okay. Um, so here's mine. It's kind of pretty, pretty quick. I actually came up with it just today. It is a, what, we're a week before uh, or almost a week? No, we are in exactly a week uh-huh. while we're recording this uh, uh, before. Uh, before Thanksgiving, yep, and the uh, holiday shopping center, Ugh. outdoor holiday shopping center in Union Square is up and running already. Oh wow! Yeah, started today. So Deb and I were walking through uh, uh, the Union Square thing, sort of flabbergasted that it was all people were already Christmas shopping, and <clears throat> I, this one booth that I see everywhere, uh, where they basically take old records. Melt them down with the uh, uh, thing, and they turned into jewelry. Oh, okay. Right, they turned into bracelets and necklaces, and it's all old uh, 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 vinyl. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I was sort of looking at like, oh, that's really interesting. What are glasses made out of? And glasses are made out of acetate and vinyl. Yeah. Which are what records were made out of and are currently made out of. Then I was thinking like, well, there you go. That's like the hipster move of all time: is you just take old records. And melt them down and turn them into glasses, Mm -hmm. frames. And you can make a fortune doing that. But then I was like, also, Mm -hmm. what's the hot new trend amongst hipsters now is buying portable record players and playing records all over the place. Records are making a huge comeback in this analog age that we live in. Uh And I said, why don't you take old eyeglass frames that nobody use anymore, melt them down, and turn them into record albums, uh-huh. and you now have you can then and you can just keep recycling them as the records that you print from the old eyeglasses go out of fashion or style, and no one wants to listen to that music anymore. You melt them down and turn them back into eyeglasses again, yeah. new fashion, and you and think of all the money you'll save running your eyeglass record shop in the middle of Williamsburg versions around oh, the world. So much. 
so much. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, that's it. That's that's my big idea there. I like it. Thanks. Yeah, it is big. Uh, you know, if, if you want to reach out to Josh, tell him how great his idea was. You can get him on Facebook. I mean, at, on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email him at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can get him on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. If you only listen to the show in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights at 8 o'clock, listen to us on Radio Free Brooklyn, and get the schemes five days before everyone else. You get there early, get there real early, and listen to Dunson. Mm-hmm. Uh, or right before us, so we have Art get Star the, Scene. Get there early. Yeah. And, get there uh, early. And afterwards, we have a new uh, After Us show called It's All Nice on Ice. Uh, so listen to that, guys. Yeah. Is uh, that a talk show, or is it a, is it a comedy? I mean, like, is it music, or you don't know? It, it's their first show is going to be after we're airing right now. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. All right. Uh, and uh, go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your mm-hmm. enemies, tell everyone. You guys got a lot of money in your pockets at this point. You're going to need something to do with it. Uh huh. So, Josh, please tell them how to spend that money. Spend that money! <laughs> hey, 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 how you doing? I'm 2 Chain. I'm Brad. Nice to meet you, Brad. Lovely to meet you. Welcome. All right. How's it going today? Very good today. I have something special for you. I have diamond-infused vodka, and then I'm going to create a $10,000 martini. We use our premium vodka from France that we import, and it's our own special boutique vodka that we produce here. Once that's imported, we grab our diamonds, we put them into these small carafes, and we let them infuse for about a week, and it gives the essence of diamonds. Would you like to smell? I never smelled diamonds before and I got some. Well, you're gonna taste some shortly too as well. I'm not even like really a serious drinker like that. But I gotta have this experience, man. I really can't distinguish the taste in the vodka, but I can distinguish the style and some of the flavor that it has to offer. Would I ever do it? I can't say that I will. Will I do it for a female? We all fuck up. <laughs> I think that's the uh, that's the perfect uh, moral to that story. That's right. Uh, Ten thousand dollar martini, man. Yeah. Um, do we have time for? Uh... We we have time for like one or two quick ones. Okay. So we know our ideas are great. How do you know that they're worth quitting your job and taking out loans to uh, action? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick. To which we judge our schemes by Josh. Where do rules come from this week? Uh, Twelve tips from Rockefeller from cross border e commerce blog. Uh, rule number one, 100% responsibility for your life. Poverty appears if shirk responsibility. Appears. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, in your pineal gland. Yeah. You like that? Pineal gland. Yeah. Pineal, pineal. See? Anyway, uh, I think we're definitely getting rich, Noel. I didn't even think we needed to answer those questions. No. Uh, so once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.